Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content at EM360, and I will be your host on today's episode. Now in today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Chris Selby-Rickards, who is the UK Marketing Director at Enfon, and Steve McSherry, who is the Commercial Director at Dactella UK. And we're going to be talking about customer experience and scalable unified communications as a service in the modern contact center. So welcome both, and thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with us today. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. It's a pleasure to have you both on here. We've got a great conversation that we're going to be delving into here because there is a lot to unpack around this subject matter. But before we get started and to help our listeners kind of discern voices as we kind of go through this conversation, I just want to get a little background on both of you and your companies. So, Chris, if I could maybe start with you. Yeah, of course. Hello. Uh, so I'm Chris Selby-Rickards. I'm the UK Marketing Director for Envon. Um, Envon are the largest pan-European provider of cloud business communications. Um, cloud telephony is very much at our core, but um, it's so much more than that. Obviously, um, communications expand well beyond just um, phone calls these days um, into video and, and all sorts of different things. Um, we're a German company. Uh, headquartered in Munich, but present in over 15 different European countries. Amazing stuff, Chris. Thank you for that. And Steve? Yeah, I'm Steve McSherry. I'm the Commercial Director for Dactella UK. Uh, Dactella is is an international company based out of Prague, trading in many different countries. I'm responsible for the UK entity, working out of a couple of offices in the UK. And our focus is very much on providing cloud-based communication solutions for a range of customers, right from small SMEs right through to the enterprise space. Amazing. Well, thank you for that, Stephen. Thank you both for jumping on today. It's going to be a, a great conversation. And as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about customer experience here. We're talking about scalable UC as a service in the modern contact center. But before we delve into all of the, the meat of the subject matter here, I think it's important to maybe define some of those terms and maybe the most important term with it being, what does customer experience really mean to you and how do you define it? Chris, if you could maybe start us off with that. Sure. Um, I think first off, essentially the textbook, if you like the Oxford English Dictionary definition of of customer experience is that it's the the totality of cognitive, effective, sensory and behavioral consumer responses during all stages of the consumption process, including pre-purchase consumption and post-purchase stages. Now that's lots of, you know, sort of quite bland words. Essentially, um, customer experience is exactly as it sounds. It's the experience the customer has at every touch point during, as it says, the consumption or, or perhaps the purchasing journey. So it's not just the, you know, the, the experience they have uh, perhaps talking to a member of staff on a till, for example. It could be how easy the website is, how um, seamless the communication process is if they've had a problem, for example, or, or they've got an inquiry or they they need to check something about uh, the product or service that they've um, engaged in. Um, so it's it's extremely important in this modern age, particularly where people have uh, access now not just to products and services in their own country but globally. 
Very true. And it's interesting to kind of see how it has been changing over the years and, and what customer experience has kind of meant to a lot of people and how that has evolved with the new changing technologies kind of going forward. And I think if we're talking about that that modern contact center, it's good to give context to our listeners who maybe don't work in the space or do work in the space and don't have a lot of um, interaction with actual contact centers and finding out what's actually going on within the industry. So Steve, if I can ask you, what does a modern contact center look like in 2022? Are there any new trends or technologies that are really pushing it into a new innovative age? Yeah, that's a a really interesting question because um, despite everything that's said in the media, the majority of UK contact centres still predominantly use voice, web chat and email to communicate with customers, their primary channels. Um, We are starting to see some more channels being used, particularly we notice SMS, Teams, um, WhatsApp and other forms of social media are really starting to creep into the everyday use of uh, customer experience and the customer um, management channels. One thing we're also seeing is we're seeing uh, a degree of automation now also coming into play, particularly with things like AI chatbots to answer frequently asked questions. Um, so there's there's a, a trend now that I think is partly born out of the um, big change in staffing where remote workers are now becoming much more important and these channels are actually lend themselves to being used more 100 percent agree it's interesting as you say seeing the chatbots come in and seeing all of these different ways that people can communicate with contact centers and having all of these different channels raises issues but it also provides a great service that people can kind of contact in any way that they feel comfortable with and any need that they kind of have and when we talk about all of these services and and everything that's kind of in these data stacks that um, contact centers are using we're seeing a demand for these cloud-based services that they're rising exponentially but what are the particular benefits of UCAS and CCAS, especially when we talk about a post-pandemic landscape? Um, Chris, do you want to kind of lead off with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the, the benefits are probably uh, fairly obvious, but looking into them perhaps a little bit further, from a certainly from a staffing point of view, as you've said, post-pandemic, the, the whole new landscape, if you like, of hybrid working has really come into the fore. And having um, the ability to allow your staff that better work-life balance, for example, um, but also, uh, you know, oh gosh, it comes all the way down to things like, you know, being able to reduce down your overheads from your office space. You have a better carbon footprint, for example, because you've got less people traveling, less cars on the road. I mean, these are uh, just, you know, some of of the um, many different benefits that are out there. I think certainly, you know, having cloud cloud communications are very easily scalable. So they can scale with your business, um, which means that ultimately you you are, again, reducing your overhead. So there's a cost impact. You know, it's very much an OPEX cost as opposed to a CAPEX. You don't, there's no physical infrastructure. You don't have any big on-prem pieces of equipment that are taking up space. um, And, uh, you know, you're not traditionally with a with an on-prem system. You had to sort of buy things like telephone lines in bulk, for example, whether you use them or not, because they came in certain packages. Whereas with a cloud system, as you grow or 
if unfortunately you, you shrink, you can adjust your usage with that. So you're only ever paying what you use for. I think, again, as well with cloud services, you uh, you really do open up your, your catchment area. You know, you, you're no longer tied with only being able to recruit people within X uh, radius of where your office is, which really means that you can you can open yourself up to absolutely the best talent. And again, with having sort of everything in one, you're not having to have multiple different systems that you're utilizing. Say, you know, log into one platform, for example, to do a video chat or log into another platform if you want to do collaboration and file share or um, instant messaging, et cetera, et cetera. So it really makes the whole the whole communication process uh, a lot more seamless, um, a lot more f- effective, which in turn increases your productivity. Again, lowers your costs, and I've said costs about three or four times now, um, and and therefore generally is is um, the way that that businesses are moving forward now um, to make themselves um, a lot more productive and, and profitable. Yeah, perfect, there, Chris, and. It's important to mention the the ROI and the financial aspect when we are having these conversations because it is so important when managing these these massive uh, contact centers. Steve, do you, do you have any thoughts on um, the benefits of this UCAS, CCAS when we talk about cloud services? Yeah, I, I think there's long been accepted that uh, cloud-based solutions offer significant benefits to organizations, and Chris has alluded to the cost savings in particular, but it also gives you flexibility of operation. You know, the danger of any on-premise equi- equipment and purchasing that means you're locked into that technology for a period of time. Well, the beauty of a, uh, a solution such as ours or any cloud-based solution is the ability to adapt new functionality as and when required, test it with customers without necessarily engaging in huge costs. I think there's, a, there's two other things that have more recently driven um, cloud adoption. Obviously, the changes in telecoms infrastructure in the UK and the phasing out of ISTN makes it a little bit more challenging to have an on-premise piece of equipment. In addition to which, um, the pandemic led to an awful lot of people working from home. And whilst a lot of organizations very quickly moved people to working from home using whatever technology they had, now if those people are staying working from home, it becomes much more important on how we can effectively manage those people. And again, this is where a cloud-based solution with effective management tools comes into play. 100% 100% agree. It was definitely uh, an interesting time to kind of shift that uh, that contact center model into people's homes during that time. And the cloud definitely made that a lot easier in terms of how they kind of got around those issues. If, if we delved a little bit further, though, do you think rapidly building and deploying these real-time enterprise communications is integral for contact centers today, not only just for pandemic issues, but also just general growth and um, employee benefits. Steve, if I could kind of direct that at you. Yeah, I I do. And one of the trends that we're increasingly seeing is the desire to integrate different technologies. Um, A lot of organizations now will have kind of e-commerce platforms. They will have uh, customer relationship management or CRM platforms, ERP platforms that, you know, the world is full of acronyms. Um, But there are very many of these systems that are fundamental to how business operates. And actually bringing a contact center solution to integrate with those makes the investment in those far more effective 
but also makes the general operation and, and the ability to provide good, effective customer services key as well. And if you're moving all your back office systems to the cloud, then clearly your communication solution really has to be cloud-based as well. So another aspect of that, when we're talking about deploying you know, these enterprise communications, and we, we mentioned at the start of the show here, there's many different channels that these centers can use and can optimize. And um, as you were saying at, at the start there, um, we're seeing a lot of organizations do stick to that phone, email, kind of standard communication methods because they're tied and trusted and they work and we know that. But omnichannel is obviously a key buzzword in the context center sphere when we're talking about this. So how does it differ from multi-channel and which one should businesses really be focusing on or does it really depend? Steve, if I could get your thoughts on that. Yeah, our industry, like many industries, um, does like a buzzword and omnichannel has been one of the key buzzwords that's been floating around for a while now but simply put if you look at a multi-channel solution it means that a company is adopting multiple communication channels but they're not joined up so you'll have an email channel you'll have a voice channel you may well have a sms channel and they're all managed independently they're probably reported on independently and they're all totally siloed with an omni-channel solution, you're using exactly the same channels of communication. However, you're using them through one platform, and therefore meaning that you can manage all those channels centrally through that one platform to make sure that you get the best out of each channel and you can monitor each channel for its effectiveness in your customer communication. Definitely. That effectiveness is is so important as we kind of move forward and Again, it, it comes back to what we've been kind of discussing here. All, all of these options that we're, we're bringing in and the reason people are kind of trying to innovate all of this customer service space is to make the customer experience better. So why should businesses of, and I'm talking about all sizes here, really care about the customer experience? I know it sounds like an easy answer, but but why now more than ever? And really, what are the best practices that they can utilize for for optimizing it? Chris, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I mean, just I, I wouldn't mind actually just slightly just going back to um, the previous uh, question you're talking about omnichannel, um, and it's comes down to as well kind of what a you we said earlier about what a modern contact center is. I think it's quite important that people kind of understand what a contact center is and, and isn't. I think when people think about contact center, they they think back to the sort of heyday of the 80s of these sort of call centers, which were these sort of soulless offices with, with little cubicles and people in uh, headsets and things like that. And really, you know, a contact center is not like that at all. A contact center could be you know, a, a working mum, for example, who has a, a desk at home. And the the reason why I'm giving this example is when it comes down to the omnichannel model, it means that you can have, you know, if your business is only of a size where you need one contact center person, you can do that. You don't have um, to have this really complicated setup with the multi-channel approach. Everything is sort of in one place, if you like, one um uh, interface and it allows uh, a business to really go out and if you like compete with the big boys um, and to then sorry just to come on to your your question about why they should care I think you know globalization has has led to massive increased competition and for people to be able to uh, really stand out from the crowd they need to have an important differentiator and where they can't perhaps differentiate on 
price of product, they're doing so with customer experience. And what's actually quite interesting, we, we've done um, a lot of research recently around this topic, um, and I've got some, some stats that I can share with you. But one that really always kind of catches me uh, is that, 86% of customers from, from the research that we've done uh, say that they're actually willing to pay more for a product or service if they get better customer experience. And and therefore, you know, if that is the case and looking at what some, some other leading um, research people have, have uh, concluded is that customer experience will overtake price and product as a key brand differentiator. And so... You know, it, it means that providing exceptional customer service, it allows that business to stand out from its competitors and to win customers based on a on a criteria outside of pricing. Another stat that was quite interesting as well was that about 35% of people felt that if they weren't able to contact a company on their preferred channel, this actually led to a negative brand experience. And if you look at um, you know, the, 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 the people, again, it's, it's longer the, gone are the days where it's just perhaps people within a certain age demographic that have got the money to spend. You know, younger people, young people, you know, very much, um, and they're very active on their phones and with social media and things like that. So they are, you know, their experience of interacting with brands is very different, perhaps, to, say, my experience or the experience of, of people in my parents' generation, for example. And so being able to offer that, that omni-channel model where they can um, engage with them via, you know, a, a platform that they're more comfortable with and to make it almost as easy as if they were just messaging a friend, for example, is really, really important. And so that's why there is this huge rise or huge demand for um, omnichannel models um, and making it as convenient as possible for customers to, to interact with you. Because otherwise, there are lots of other people out there who are selling the same services, selling the same products that will just snap you up and offer a better experience. And people are fickle. <laughs> they will move, you know, very easily. Definitely. It's, it's as you say, it's, it's that companies have to deal with the generational um, issues of how people want to communicate and how people want to do it. And also, let's not forget, as you were saying there, phones and social media have played such a massive part in this in terms of how quickly people want things done. If you can't deliver that speed, then more likely than not, you will lose that customer. And it's interesting what you say. If you can provide that quick customer service, people are more likely to stay spend more money and, and it, it it sounds basic but really it's it's a very complex issue that a lot of contact centers are having to kind of deal with i think if i may just add one other point as well a good omnichannel contact center also allows uh, a company to proactively um, engage with their customers and make it a much more personal service as well make it you know it's it, it's all about them but it's the expectation of the consumer as well is much much higher um and something that gets banded around quite a lot but it's very true is that businesses are very soon if not should already be to stop using covid as an excuse for bad customer service and bad customer experience you know they everyone needs to step up now
Exactly. It's going to be very interesting to see the kind of evolution in the space um, going forward and how different models are going to kind of be adopted as we kind of push forward, how omni-channel plays a role in that and, and just the general growth of the market, because it, it's not a market that's going to slow down anytime soon in terms of the demand for it and um, what people are kind of looking for when they get that service and how they get that interaction with the company. So it's it's very interesting and an exciting space to kind of be talking about. And I wanted to kind of end the podcast here by just asking, we've obviously been talking fairly hypothetically about what needs to be done, how these services impact people, what leads to good customer experience. But it's always good to paint a picture for our listeners to really understand how this is playing a role in the actual real world. So can you share a case study example where customer contact solutions have really helped an organization to actively better their, their customer experience and consequently from that increase their ROI? So Steve, can I start with you for this one? Uh, yeah, I, I'd also like to add a, a little comment to what Chris was saying there and, and very simply put, um, in most business models, it's actually harder to gain a new customer than to retain an existing one. But customers themselves, I think, are becoming more demanding. So focusing on providing excellent customer service and personalizing that is is, is a perfect way of reducing churn and also differentiating from the competition. But it's really a good business reason why, as an organization, you should focus on the customer experience. I've got one particular example I wanted to share with you without naming names of the company, but we have a customer who works in the property management sector um, and works with photographers and uh, surveyors who go around and literally uh, survey properties and take photographs of it on behalf of estate agents. And one of the things that was really interesting, again, using the tiny technology we have and this flexibility is that um, during the pandemic, the UK government obviously they introduced a number of incentives uh, relating to stamp duty that led to a big boom in um, property sales. So one of the things that our customer was able to do was to deploy additional technologies such as web chat and SMS very quickly and very simply to improve the level of communication with their agents in the field so that those agents could quickly and easily send images back to the organization and they could then deliver those to their estate agent uh, customers quickly and more in a better format and enabling them to then take a lead in, take advantage of these government incentives. So that's a classic case of where government is doing something by providing incentive. An organization is able to respond quickly and effectively to a opportunity and change the way they communicate with their customers using the kind of solutions that we have to improve their performance as a business. Amazing. Having that kind of speed makes such a difference as we've been alluding to here of that customer experience of getting things done quickly and just having that kind of resource available. So thank you for, for sharing that, Steve. And thank you to both of you for coming on today's podcast. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you both. And uh, thank you so much for give, giving your insights. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode today. We do hope you took a lot away from our conversation. There is a lot to unpack. And as I've been saying throughout, it's a fast-growing space in terms of what we've been discussing today. And if you are looking at learning more about this, I would recommend getting in contact with the Enfon guys. We're more than happy to walk you through any um, any questions that you might have. So make sure you do head on over to nfon.com. That's N-F-O-N.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. 